Lions and tigers and bears all crossbred with humans. Oh my. Human-animal hybrids have been talked about and envisioned as long as humans have been telling stories. From mad scientist movies to ancient biblical stories, they have caught the attention of us all. But what if they weren't just a thought experiment? What if the possibility of cross-species breeding was not only real, but had taken place? Well, it's been tried in the past, and the future of experimentations is freer than you think. We explore the ins and outs of playing God this week on Hysteria 51 with Kami Humanzies and the Hybrid Debate. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Will you tell these fools I'm not crazy? Not crazy. hysteria. You can't handle the truth. 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 Brain is gone. This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to a very crossbreedy episode. Is that what I want to call this? That doesn't seem right. <laughs> very, uh, a, a very genome. Yeah, uh, G, G. More like G. You guys are fucking idiots. That's 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 about right. Uh, you know what? This is a weird one. Not that the stuff we usually do on here is totally normal. I think the weird <laughs> one about this week is that it has so much basis in reality and. In the future, we might be still doing this stuff. I don't know, man. Who who knows? But I I like that uh, uh, after last week's episode, um, talking about Bashar or whoever the hell it was, uh, you're <laughs> like, we got a weird one for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are bringing this weird one to you from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago. I am your host, Brent Hand. That is the new co-host, with the most insert whatever <laughs> the co most <laughs> <laughs> mr david flora david what's new what's crack a lacking oh not much man you know this this past week i've been super busy and i have nothing to show for it oh, it's man. it's one of those weeks where you just work and work all day every every day and you don't accomplish anything or or like check anything off the list <laughs> what were you, you doing you just push it closer pushing piles just pushing by. <laughs> I tell you what, I, I felt like I was really busy this week too. And interestingly enough, we were talking, we were supposed to record this like a day or so ago. And in the new studio, uh, the water main broke. We were out of, couldn't even be in the building for two days. Had that going. So I'm now in there. I'm just in an empty room. We have no soundproofing or anything done because I have not been in here for two days. So if this sounds weird, uh, blame God because he broke a, a water main is what I like to think. <laughs> That's right. And if, uh, if if people are supposed to be able to crossbreed with humans, blame God too. Yeah, that's this is a God blaming heavy week on Hysteria <laughs> Fifty One. Yeah, I tell you what. Uh, speaking of uh, blaming God, also we got dumped with eight inches of snow last night. Uh, Did you? Yeah. Wow. So woke up to some heavy, heavy, and I woke up and my neighbor's kid had shoveled our sidewalk and stairs. Whoa! Yeah, that means you're old. I know, I know, or lazy, and he's just like, I'm just going to do it, or my parents are going to make me anyway, one or the other. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, 
Well, that's that's lucky. We haven't had any snow since those the that week we got seventy five inches or seventy five feet, as Linda Haley said last. Yeah, week. I know she switched up. It was funny. She said, "If you've gotten your seventy five feet, and you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, way, way to hear what was actually said. Wonder what else you hear? <laughs> oh, I'll tell you what she hears. <laughs> why I'm being so antagonistic about it? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh. Slightly less creature callers in the night telling you to write books and more science this week. Because, yeah. oh, science, you a crazy bitch. And this is just uh, uh, one of the many reasons why it is. I love science, but I should probably live in fear of it when this is one of those reasons. Where's the fun in that? I tell you what, this week we're talking one of the, the tropes most used in cartoons that we all love. But somehow, <laughs> uh, most scary when talked about in real life, and that's human-animal hybrids. Fear is for the week. You know, Brent, I might slow you down there uh, if I were you, because I, I I think I saw him installing a Gom Jabbar box recently. <laughs> Fear's the mind killer, Brent. <laughs> Thanks for putting on me on the path of righteousness there. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. So th- this week we're talking about hybrids. Did you, I didn't know that Lisa was a Bene Gesserit, by the way. You know what? She's She wears many hats. <laughs> <laughs> Most of them huge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but never pants because she also is a Pentecostal. Who knew? Hmm. Um, <laughs> many hats, no, never pants. Pentecostal. <laughs> I thought that was Italian. Yeah. Oh, Pentecostal. <laughs> no one can see me. I'm doing the, the, the weird Italian hand thing like everyone's oh, you <laughs> we have to we have no ca- uh, cameras but yeah so this week we're talking hybrids as in spliced together creatures through science though in pop culture speaking of those cartoons and such it's often through like magic or ooze or just because reasons or they know? just are yeah, yeah right well this happened and now my son's a manny gator <laughs> we're specifically going to talk human z's human z's however you want to say it or attempts at creating them in good old mother russia which just seems right that that would have been taking place actually it was, seems like it more would have been like a uh a Nazi thing, Nazi, but but yeah, yeah it, it was Russia this Probably time. Probably was tried. Of course. Of course. Before we get to those shenanigans, question mark, uh, let's, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about these types of creatures. David, if you had to break it down, looking back at your childhood, <laughs> what's your favorite, or your, your now, I'm not going to judge, what's your favorite human-animal hybrid in pop culture? Do you have one? Well- I I don't know if it counts as pop culture. I don't know if you how how strict you want to be on the rules there and smack me with a yardstick. But like, <laughs> I've always uh, liked Medusa. I thought okay. that was a cool um, hybrid. Yeah. Not not only do you get the hybrid, you get like superpowers with it. Well, and also like every one of her hairs was its own individual snake. Yeah. You know. So what if those snakes wanted to have a life, but they can't? Poor snakes. Well. Now Medusa's, um, she's got her that's own. God's lottery. Right. Well, she's got her own commercial right now where she's wearing sunglasses for Amazon Prime delivery. I don't know if I you've seen, seen those. <laughs> Man. I, you know, I don't know if I have a favorite. Well, I, I guess I, well, I got, I got to tell you my favorite here in a second because otherwise my wife would yell at me. But I mean, the first thing that came to mind when I thought about this was the lizard from Spider-Man. Not my yeah. favorite, but probably because I just watched the, uh, the new Spider-Man movie. Oh yeah, and then Rocksteady and Bebop are are two of them that were humans that were cross. You know, the ooze yeah. got to them. I've got a Bebop head in my basement. I don't know if you've ever seen it. We got a. I, I took never a, got down to your basement. I, well, I got a boar's head that I put shades and a mohawk and <laughs> other accoutrement on, and 
My wife just loves it. Let me tell you. She just. <laughs> I, I mean, Ninja Turtles was that. That's just a crucible of uh, human animal hybrids. And the aforementioned ooze. Just mm-hmm. you, you, you need a tr- uh, something to do the heavy lifting. A MacGuffin, if you will. Just call it ooze. And I like that you pointed out in if it's all fun and games when it's a cartoon, but if it's real life, it's just. Uh, it, it's it's some some kind of nightmare of a nightmare, like right? The and 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 speaking of Ninja Turtles, case in point, the uh, the live action adaptations of them got mm-hmm. real funky. <laughs> the, yeah, they like colonized the uncanny valley. <laughs> right, you're exactly right. Of like, this is approaching uncomfortable. Oh no, this is this blew uncomfortable out of the water and is heading for the home home city. <laughs> you pussy. Like, watch out everybody. Get in your bomb shelters for uncomfortableness. Right, right. Well, speaking of uncomfortable, uh there was one that we found looking uh the the most disturbing I found was from Full Metal Alchemist. David, there's a blurb that kind of if if you're not familiar with it, tell everyone read this blurb for us if you will. This is from Reddit kind of summing up this whole take of the whole splicing together humans and animals. A famous scientist takes in the main characters to help teach them. Living with him is his daughter and a big friendly dog. The scientist is under pressure to show progress in his work, which involves combining animals to make animal-like creatures that can talk. If he fails to show his work soon, he and his daughter will lose their comfortable life and end up on the street. The experiment that got the scientist his state license and fame was an animal capable of speaking but begged for death and refused to eat till it perished. Please kill me! Please kill me! (laughs) Under pressure, he creates another, but it turns out he wasn't combining just animals. He was adding humans as well. The first creature was actually his wife. The second is the family dog and his daughter. Unfortunately, there is no way to reverse this. He doomed his daughter to live out the rest of her short life as a confused, barely sentient creature in constant pain. Ultimately, she died soon after. The little girl and the dog are both recurring characters that become close to the main characters before this happens. The realization of what the scientists did is a pretty harsh shift from some place they could call home to a house of horrors. This animal, if you look up this dog, you've probably seen it before. It's like a a dog with shaggy hair and bangs (laughs) that just looks like it wants to die. And uh, yeah, Full Metal Alchemist. Had you had were you familiar with that at all? Uh, I'm familiar with the series, but I had no idea what it was about. I've heard of it, I guess I should say. I've heard of Full Metal Alchemist, never watched it. I'm looking at the dog right now. It's pretty adorable. (laughs) Yikes. I love the uh, the trope, too, of like, I need someone to experiment on. My daughter. Yeah. I mean, otherwise, I'm not. I'm going to lose this cushy house. What else am (laughs) I going to do? All right, break time. But when we come back... Are mortal enemies from every 80s flick worth its weight in popcorn? Those pesky <laughs> ruskies take a swing at angering God, much like I did when I made Seabot, but that's a different story. That's coming up after the break on Hysteria 51. That didn't anger me. He said God. I know. 
Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor and we use it. Rosetta Stone, they're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. <laughs> I definitely use it. I, I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun stuff. of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. That's <laughs> what it, It's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. <laughs> Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer, so it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, a today. All right. All right. Well, (laughs) we've had a very God angering episode. I think we've mentioned God more this episode than we have in the all previous episodes. So if God's not already angry, he's not paying attention. (laughs) Amen to that. (laughs) That just feels right. I don't know if it is or not, but it feels right. (laughs) David, why is Human Z the go-to all the time? Or or why does it feel like it is when you hear about these stories of people actually trying this stuff? Oh, well, well, I'll I'll tell you. I got this one. This is a slam dunk, Brent. (laughs) It's because they suck. (laughs) Screw screw chimpanzees. But they look really cute in a suit with a cigar. So, you know. (laughs) Debatable. <laughs> um, no, man, they're they're real close to uh, uh, matching our DNA. Yeah, it's crazy how close they are. In fact, I I didn't look it up. Uh, I'll go to the 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 Google. How close is human and chimpanzee DNA? Ninety eight point eight percent shared DNA. And some good odds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> And animals with similar amounts of shared DNA can breed to make other animals. A horse and a donkey make a mule. A lion and a tiger make a liger. David and any human woman makes a chud baby. Exactly. Wait. <laughs> Calm down. You're both pretty. Uh, are, are babies born chuds or do they become chuds? <laughs> you put them underground and you just pray for the worst. Is it, is it nature or nurture? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Chud is one of those movies. I loved Chud. And then they made, uh, if you're not familiar, Chud is cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers. And it was a, a, a serious ish horror movie in the eighties. Then they made the sequel, uh, Chud two 
Bud the Chud, which was a horrible comedy, just not worth its weight in anything. Uh, it was pretty bad. It's like the Teen Wolf of, of Chud yeah. films. Teen Wolf 2? <laughs> right. um, yeah. Uh, I, I never saw Chud, but I I imagine it's um, it's like the hills have eyes, but it's like the subway have, have <laughs> eyes. The, the subway have uh, feet chewers and uh, <laughs> yeah, things, things be down there. Yeah. Anyway, back to it. There was a real effort to create human-chimpanzee hybrids in the Soviet Union in the early 20th century. Led by biologists and person with the most eyes in their name ever. You want to take a swing at, at pronouncing the guy's name? I, I have no idea. Ilya Ivanovich Ivanov. I think that's it. There's a, there's a couple places where there's, yeah, I don't know. There's way too many consonants and vowels and things in there. Too Il- many Ivans. Ilya Ivanovich Ivanov. I think that's it. Anyway, this cat <laughs> specialized <laughs> in artificial insemination. So why not make an abomination? <laughs> I mean, if you're good at something, why not make it evil? That's that's it's, just the go-to. That Okay. Maybe a little crass. I apologize in advance. But. Do you think he got that um the specialist of artificial insemination that was that was like foisted upon him <laughs> after they're like oh god there's Ivanov again uh the 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 monkey diddler like well dude dude like calm down do this artificially you don't have to when you can't even remember how to spell your own name, you're going to go out on a limb and try some weird shit just to get it off your mind. So this was <laughs> this was a, a thing that was bound to happen from the signing of his birth certificate, I think is how that goes. I uh, see. When he <laughs> signs things, when he initials things, it's I, I, I. Now, I will <laughs> I, I say real because this did happen, but the involvement of others is where the story gets murky, kind of. As in, he said Stalin was involved. Stalin said no, he wasn't, but with a Russian accent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, here is what's said to have happened. So, old boy was renowned for his success in horse breeding via artificial insemination. So, naturally, he went on to prove the possibility of interspecies breeding. It's the next logical step. You know, you got to conquered that one. Yeah. I mean, always be challenging yourself when semination is involved. Baby, (laughs) always be (laughs) seminating. (laughs) (laughs) That that works out uh, alphabetically, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he gets going and boom, he's successful. He brought a zebra and a donkey. Now that's a zonkey. Uh, you know, zonkey. there's zonkeys and zorses out there. I don't know if you've ever seen them. He, he bred a rat and a mouse, a mouse and a guinea pig and an antelope and a cow. And these are all things that are documented that he did. That's fun at parties right there. I mean, <laughs> what do you do? Well, have you ever seen an antelope and a cow get it on? Because I sure have. <laughs> I like to think that he didn't do the artificial insemination as much as just set him in a room, set some lighting and mood music and just let nature take its course. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> I, man. I also like to think that he eventually just starts working with uh, animals and humans, any anything that rhymes with man or, or right. would make a good pun, like right. he first tried a mantelope. <laughs> <laughs> Berry mantelope. Um, <laughs> well, enter uh, everyone's favorite <laughs> chucklehead into this story. 
<laughs> Joseph Stalin. <laughs> Someone's like, hey, Jojo, did you hear about all this sick ass crazy animals this mofo's making while we can't feed our own people? <laughs> no, no. Well, buckle up, comrade. <laughs> and uh, naturally, Stalin wanted uh, Iva- I- Ivanov, or however you say his name, to use those amazing interspecies skills to create. Here's a quote. A new invincible human being, insensitive to pain, resistant and indifferent about the quality of food they eat. I bet bet the food part was number one for them in Russia at that point in time. <laughs> yeah, they just had to tack that on there. What fun is it to have a human hybrid if it is insensitive to pain? I don't really know how I feel about that statement, but uh <laughs> later, if we if we talk about this and I can remember, that's that's something I want to come back to. About the pain? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Like, you know, super soldiers. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, naturally, this would come in uh, the form of human ape hybrids. Fucking army of these hybrids to do Mother Russia's bidding. Maniacal laugh. (laughs) Maniacal laugh. (laughs) Maniacal laugh. Maniacal laugh. (laughs) Maniacal laugh. <laughs> and 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 this time or at any time when he was there, you when Jojo tells you to get at it or get going, you get to it. Yeah. So Ivanov starts moving forward with this experiment or his experiments to artificially inseminate female chimps with human sperm. And thank uh, God or insert your DD of choice here, he failed. Uh allegedly. Now we all know about the the uh underground chimp colonies that are going to take over <laughs> human Z colonies, but that's, that's a story that's for another what day. what Sasquatch sightings are. I'm telling you. But not to be one to quit, he decided the other way around might be the ticket, and he got human volunteers, or as I'm sure in that point, volu- they were voluntold, uh, yeah. one of the two, you know, get cracking. I done uh, voluntold you. All right. They literally agreed to attempt insemination with male ape sperm into human women. And it worked. We have, we have a soundbite of the first viable specimen. Kill me. <laughs> I think we might have made that part up. Uh, but in all actuality, accounts differ. What do they say? Well, some accounts say that his last male ape, which was an orangutan, died before he could get a sperm sample. Don't you hate that um, shit? That just, what a way to kill your weekend. <laughs> <laughs> it's because he, he actually, fun fact, uh, the orangutan's name was The Weekend. Um, the band now is named after the guy. <laughs> uh, some, some say he was able to get more apes, which seems like it would be the case if, you know, Stalin approves it right um, but he and he did go through with it uh only to be met with failure yet again mm-hmm. but in either of it the government got tired of his failure in 1930 you aren't making ape super soldiers fast enough you <laughs> idiot and he was arrested and sentenced to five years exile in Alma-Ata in the great purge you probably heard of that where the scientists got sent off to was it Siberia? Yeah, they they were the really gulags. big about gulags, yeah. uh, <laughs> and probably still really are. So yeah. Spoiler alert: He died of a stroke two years later. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, back to all the juicy Stalin parts and his involvement. I kind of told you in the beginning here, like uh, we don't know for sure. The whole story about him wanting a damn dirty ape army was almost certainly completely fabricated by a tabloid article in two thousand three. 
<laughs> and then retooled by the Scotsman newspaper. A boo. Boo. I tell you, man, don't let a, a, a good story get out of the way of a news. Oh, case in point in Chicago here, H.H. Holmes. Yeah. The story of H.H. H. Holmes is so prolific because of a pulp magazine and some articles at the time that made up the story of the murder house and all the crap he did. 99% of the stuff that you've heard about H.H. H. Holmes is all a lie. And if you tell someone that, they're like, you go to hell and die. <laughs> like They just really want yeah. it to be true. But these things happen. And at the time, too, back in the day, now, that wasn't as popular then, but especially like the 1800s and early 1900s, these newspapers would make up stories ad nauseum just to to get a little bit more of their circulation. That's uh, that's where you hear the term yellow journalism, I mm-hmm. believe. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. Yeah, it's it's crazy. The uh, I, I just I wonder how many stories that that we talk about these days in these circles came directly from the National Enquirer. Yeah, or, some, or those, their you know, a version Lee. thereof. Yeah. Well, the problem yeah. was the National Enquirer. I mean, we're using that as like a <laughs> you know a catch-all for these things. Was every local newspaper at one point in time. Oh uh, yeah. They they were just doing these things and so you at least part of them, yeah. Right, right, exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's it's a hard pill to swallow to know that so much stuff used to be made up. It, yeah, it it is. I don't know if uh, I I feel like people used to be more skeptical. I don't know why I feel that way, so maybe I shouldn't say that. But uh when when Weekly World News and National Enquirer were really big like in the 90s, that coupled with the advent of the internet and forums and all that stuff, I think that really kind of um, plowed the field and helped these crazy crops grow. You know what I mean? Yep. Well, I tell you right now, don't be disparaging Weekly World News because we have been featured in that fine publication. So uh, I'll ask you to oh, bite no, your I, tongue. <laughs> that one I just call the paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the hot sheets, the rags, <laughs> the paper, heed paper. No, <laughs> the pentaveret. <laughs> Back to this whole thing of this story getting caught on by this the retooled by the Scotsman and these tabloids. Um, it's been picked up by creationist sites as evidence that evolution is a lie. It pretty much lives in that headspace now when you look into it. They use that a lot. Also, though, there's always a sliver of truth in these things. Stalin apparently had commissioned Ivanov to find a way to create a hybrid in order to prove evolution and disprove religion. Interestingly, mm. interestingly enough, that's a, probably a, a story for another day. Uh, yeah. Either way, he was involved one way or another. And do you think if it failed, he would have uh, said, oh, yeah, I told him to make these and it failed? No. So. <laughs> That's all lost to the uh, <laughs> the gulags of time, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> you know time gulags. <laughs> the time gulag. God, <laughs> don't make me go back in the future. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go to break real quick. When we come back, a surprising uh, answer to the question, could this happen here uh, and again or anything like that? That's coming up after the break. It's yes on Hysteria <laughs> 51. I remember when I had to break out of the time gulag. I lost three fingers and a toe. They weren't even mine. <laughs> I had to barter with the, with the guards. 
I love that finger toe necklace, and now it's just missing so much I can't wear it. Now, now it's in 1873, and I can't get it. <laughs> Are we above these cheeky shenanigans, guys? What do you think? I'm not sure cheeky shenanigans fit the cheese muffins here. You are correct, sir. These aren't exactly cheeky uh, when you're 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 crossbreeding humans with animals. <laughs> Cross crossbreeding chips and humans. It's neither cheeky nor shenanigans. Discuss. <laughs> Wait, I did the Seinfeld voice for um, the Mike Myers character. That <laughs> <laughs> sorry. My bad. I got the, I got my memes mixed up. <laughs> I'm so confused. Neither cheeky nor shenanigans. Discuss. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jelly beans are neither jelly nor beans. <laughs> um, what was her name? Uh, coffee talk with... Uh, coffee talk. That's right. Welcome to coffee talk with... Uh, I don't remember her name. Linda something? Yeah, she always loved... Oh my God, Barbara Streisand. <laughs> she's, so, <laughs> she's so good. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, no, it's a, what, what's the, what's the, the 411 on us? Have we flirted with this crap? What's, yeah, I mean, from what they're willing to tell us, you know, here in the good old US of A, uh, efforts into creating a hybrid entity appeared to be legal when the topic first came up. Yahtzee. (laughs) Yeah. And not one to pass up uh, a good crime against nature and God. <laughs> Developmental biologist Stuart Newman, a Newman, Newman, a professor at New York Medical College in appropriately named Valhalla, New York. <laughs> he came to play, Brent. <laughs> so he applied for a patent on a human animal chimera in 1997 as a challenge to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office and the U.S. Congress. Man, a, a, a trademark? That's like, I'm going to make this, but I don't want anyone stealing my crap once I make it. <laughs> <laughs> I probably thought it was a one-way ticket to Easy Street with um, the military-industrial complex. Right? Man, right. Hey, you guys want some uh, cannon fodder? We got I got what you need. <laughs> uh, so Why? Would you do this and scream it at me? Yeah. Please don't. <laughs> yeah. T- tell us, Brent, why would you do this? Uh, easy. He was motivated by his moral and scientific opposition to the notion that living things can be patented at all. That's a quote from him. Living things can't be <laughs> patented. <laughs> Wait a minute. So, okay. So he says he wants to own the patent so that it it he protects it? I guess, So I think there's a, a long long uh leap from i'm try okay so i when i was looking this up they were talking about how out in california they're in like a two decade long drought all right and yeah. grazing rights are huge out there so it's hard to find it, when the rain doesn't come the grass doesn't grow and the, the grass doesn't grow the cows don't have any one thing to eat and then they also can't find you know, water and things like that. Well, over in Europe, they have a different kind of steer that has like a hump, like a camel and it, it helps them process more fats and things. And they has, you know, they can go longer periods without water. So they're trying to do these hybrids, uh, specialized cattle that are more readily, you know, suited to live in dry, arid climates because it'll be its own, a new 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 type of cow. I am sure that they will be patenting the the you know that that uh, breed. 
is that morally and, and, and scientifically wrong to do? Because that's what it's saying. He, the quote was moral and scientific opposition to the notion that living things can be patented at all. Is that wrong to want to make an animal that can live in an environment and, and be conducive to that? Hmm. Well, I, I say no there, but when the environment is war and you want a four-armed monkey man, well, hmm. then now you're treading more close to the, the whole wrong side of it. But is it all or nothing? That's a, that's a hard question. Yikes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the, the, Hard weird, pill to swallow. The, the, the weird part, prior legal precedent had been established that genetically engineered entities in general could be patented, even if they were based on beings occurring in nature. Um, it's almost like free slavery as long as you're lab grown. That was wow. kind of the, the, the look at it. And that is what's really, really scary. And, then you get into the whole when you're looking at these things and you're reading on it, talking about the the religious sites. If they make this in a lab, does it have a soul? Does it go to heaven? Does it go to hell? Does it have rights? Can it vote? Can it live and have? Is it protected by the Constitution? If it has, Should we be sentience? calling it it right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, we learned last week that they're not extraterrestrials; they're persons. Uh, right beings call them beings beings and their being uh terrifying is what these things are <laughs> yeah you said it a hard pill to swallow for sure and those are those are questions i don't think we're gonna really be able to pin down on a dick and fart podcast about aliens <laughs> yeah. uh the moral ambiguity of that's, uh, that's like um junior junior year philosophy class uh, right um, end project or something. <laughs> well, and drum roll here because after a seven year process, uh, Newman's patent finally received a flat rejection. But uh, of course, there is some aftermath. The legal process had created a paper trail of arguments giving Newman what he considered a victory. See, David, it's all about the right attitude. Yeah. As long as you got yeah, a paper you trail, know, you get uh, <laughs> a, uh, uh, was it a Pyrrhic victory? Right, right. So not long after this, um, not long after he lost and said he won, uh, <laughs> the Washington Post ran an article on the controversy that stated that it had raised, quote, profound questions about the differences and similarities between humans and other animals and the limits of treating animals as property. We, oh, that, that, where are the limits? Are they, they easily defined? Because when does an animal become a living thing if right. if it has sentience? And these are things that are, as far as we know, not things that have been questioned yet. But holy shit, they could be if these things worked. Well, I tangentially, I guess, is the abortion debate. Right. And, and that just, you know, people are throwing out all things left and right for and against that. Um, Include and and that's that it ties directly into this with when does life begin? When is sentience in there? Where's the soul? You know what? So yeah, it's it 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 hasn't for like this for an, a hybrid thing, but it the debate is certainly out there. And even back then, uh, President uh, George W. Bush brought up the topic in his 2006 State of the Union address in which he called for the prohibition of, quote, human cloning in all forms, mm -hmm. um, creating or implanting embryos for experiments, 
creating human-animal hybrids, and also buying, selling, or patenting human embryos. Fucking buzzkill. <laughs> I guess so, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I mean, it is and it isn't, but this this went directly into the stem cell stuff. Which right, which at the time was – no one really understood what we were – handling and talking about and it made it sound like we were like just grinding up and making baby slurry and that's what stem cells were when it turns out that really wasn't what it was but that's one of those things that happens when you don't really know what you're talking about you the proverbial all of us really didn't you know and the people who are in charge of the decision making didn't know what they what was being talked about that's the problem right still is right well (laughs) you you got that right yeah (laughs) We actually have a couple quotes from Debbie himself. Why don't you lay that on us? <laughs> hey, y'all. <laughs> a hopeful society has institutions of science and medicine that do not cut ethical corners and that recognize the matchless value of every life. <laughs> he also stated that humanity should never be discarded, devalued, or or put up for sale. Agree to disagree. <laughs> Yeah, man, I tell you, I mean, that it feels right, but then when they go down these, we'll we'll get to why there's that's not still a law. A year earlier in 2005, an appropriations bill passed by the U.S. Congress and signed into law by Bush contained specific wording forbidding any patents on humans or human embryos. Now, how about outright bans on hybrid research in the first place? Well, that's not so cut and dry. A measure cut a measure came up uh, in the 110th Congress entitled the Human Animal Hybrid Prohibition Act of 2008. I love that they call it prohibition. Uh, a New Jersey Congressman Chris Smith introduced it on April 24th of 08. The text of his proposed act stated that. Human dignity and the integrity of the human species are compromised if such hybrids exist and set up the punishment of imprisonment up to 10 years, as well as a fine of over $1 million if you dabble. One million. Uh, Now for the fun part, the act failed to get through Congress. (laughs) Uh, And that was the second failure. A related proposal had come up in the U.S. Senate the prior year, the human animal Hybrid Prohibition Act of 2007, it failed. What? (laughs) A localized measure designed to ban the creation of hybrid entities came up in the state of Arizona in 2010, and that proposal was signed into law by then-Governor Governor Governor Jan Brewer. So you can't play God in Arizona, but the other 49 states you could take a swing at and see what happens. Federally, you're all set. Yeah. It's- <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, okay. So let me ask the, I guess the the intelligent question first. <laughs> uh, Brent, did this come directly from this guy's seven year fight for this? I think that this was such a if you if you can remember back to this time, I don't know that human animal hybrids were such a thing that they were worrying about, or it was a catch all. You know what I mean? Like these these things they were trying to pass were really more for human animal hybrids, but also stem cell research and and cloning and things like that. This is a time when, you know, they're trying to dolly the sheep and all these things yeah. were being done. And I think it was more of just like a a catch-all to to stop experimentation 
uh, in any of those ways is what it, it feels like to me. Do you did you read it differently? I don't know. Like you know, with without having read the bill, um, I, I'm just wondering like what prompted them to take these um, to Congress or to 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 take them up in in Congress and and twice and have them fail twice. <laughs> Yeah, like back to back years of of let's see what we can do here. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. And I mean, the only thing that would make sense is, like you said, if it if it literally had to do with the stem cell stuff because that was big at the time, or something with again abortion or something like that. If it if it came out of one of those things, but it's just a weird off ramp. I'm okay with no human animal hybrids. I'm okay yeah. with that whole stuff. I am really wanting cloning because how else am I ever going to know if I have a firm handshake or if I'm a good kisser? I mean, you can take other people's word for it, but there's no real way to know unless <laughs> you test it yourself. And so, I mean, my fingers are crossed and a couple <laughs> of my toes too. We'll see. We'll see. People can tell you got a nice handshake, but you don't know. You don't really know. <laughs> You get the French kiss and then, mm, yeah, I am pretty good. There you go. <laughs> yeah. And then just go home. Yeah. And not take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> it feels right. Oh, my God. Uh, this is fired in all cylinders here. Um, <laughs> getting back on track, uh, whatever track might be left. These laws against creation of hybrid beings have been proposed in the U.S. and in Congress several times, and they have been argued against by several scientists. They uh, successfully, as we found out, because they don't pass. Uh, they say that legal barriers might go too far and prohibit medically beneficial studies into human modifications. Um, did huh. you see where that guy just got a pig heart? Is he now a human? A human pig hybrid. I mean, if he get a bear claw, is he no. the first man bear pig? <laughs> you know, like. <laughs> I mean, hopefully. But but seriously though, is that what would that have not have been okay because of this? You know what I mean? Like I I, I yeah. guess there's a lot of yeah. gray area, and you got to th- kind of think to yourself like, well, I don't know. Uh, where do you? It, I guess I, it would depend on how it's defined in the bill, and we all know that's always murky, terrible speech. I, I got to think that there's some way you can whittle this down to uh, a line that you can't cross, such as if a, a human, uh, if a human's DNA and a snake's DNA were crossed to give someone heat sensing vision or whatever, right. you know. That that's that might be a line too far, but having uh, a a an animal organ put inside you to keep your life going, as long as the DNA isn't mixed, then go for it, right? Shouldn't that wouldn't that be the line? Yeah, I guess so. Like you, hmm. it's 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 of uh, mixing DNA. Yeah, when is it mixing DNA and wasn't when is it bettering a human? Like you said, what is it making us so that we could survive in colder weather or the depths of water? Well, great, but then all of a sudden we want to eat raw fish and have electrical powers. I don't know. I'm making shit up. <laughs> like, where does it where does it end and where does it become mad science and things like that? I'm glad that I'm not the one that they turn to and go, "Is this okay?" Because <laughs> I'm more apt to just go, yeah, sure. Take a swing at it. Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 
I'm same way. I'm more like, well, what's the we worst that could happen, right? And they go, oh, oh no. Might as well see what happens. It'd be cool. You know, I mean, it, what do we get? Waterworld? Yeah. All this talk of, of kind of deeper things just because uh, some dude in uh, <laughs> Russia a few years ago was like, now kiss with a chimp and a woman <laughs> and a human. So, yeah, well, you see how it goes. I think the uh, the takeaway is we don't know what we're talking about, <laughs> or at least when well, that's not true, we don't know how we feel on this because it is a case by case basis. I think, um, and that is sounds like a cop out, but it really isn't. You know, as far as what is not encroaching on wrong. Yeah, I I, I think you have to. Unless, like I said, you can whittle it down to something that's as simple as don't cross the streams. Yeah, yeah. Then you have to take it case by case and and say, is this turning someone into part animal or are they just uh, surviving because they have part of an animal? Right, Um, right. That's since that's fresh in my mind with the, the pig heart thing. That's why I'm saying that. But like. You've got to think they're trying to develop super soldiers still. Right. Right. Um, and and thinking that – and the, okay, so so this is what I was going to say earlier is that oh, – I can't remember if I read something that said this was actually happening or proposed or maybe it's science fiction. It could be any of those. <laughs> but people um, in the military are trying to design some – either pill or injection something that lets soldiers either not have to eat or not have to sleep, not feel pain. Like, can you imagine, um, a wall of, of dudes running at you and you're shooting them and they just keep running because they can't feel it. They're called zombies. It's no pain, no eat, no sleep. They, they, they winter soldiers. Right. And then are they mindless? Like, are you know, like, right. Like uh, that's a um, <laughs> hard pill to swallow, <laughs> you know, uh, of that said pill or injection. That's I don't know, man. That just seems. Do we need that? Why don't we turn that into uh, making a pill to feed our people? <laughs> I mean, I know that's a crazy talk. Who would have thought that? Because I mean, then the poor's would get it. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> that's true. What was I thinking? Ugh. <laughs> but it's easier. I bet it's easier to do this than. To to design T-100s to run out there and do it. Right. You're probably right. You're probably, you know, though I did just see that uh, in the a mall in Japan, they had a robot that roams around. It got on the escalator, fell, slid down, took out two people. So, I mean, we're not far from T. That's like a T-003. <laughs> yeah, a T-100. <laughs> yeah. We're getting there. Uh, not, not quite a conspiracy bot level, but uh, they're getting there. I don't know. That's our thoughts. That's our ramblings. And I don't even know if we have a coherent thoughts on it because it's just a crazy uh, what if thought experiment yeah. that all of it may or may not have to some degree of, of been uh, actually happening, uh, at least in Russia oh so long ago. What are your thoughts? Tell us by going to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. That's our Facebook discussion group. And while you're on Facebook, go to Facebook.com slash Hysteria 51 pod. That's our regular Facebook page. You can go to Patreon, patreon.com slash hysteria51. You can find Up All Night's Mad Blurry Hysterias, all sorts of extra content. 
Leave us a voicemail, 773-669-7277. Again, 773-669-7277. Call and leave David a voicemail. Tell him how sexy you think he is. Tell him how What's ugly up? you think he is. I don't care. It's not me. How you, you say doing? whatever you want. Even still. <laughs> uh, you can find all this if you forget it on uh, one spot, hysteria51.com. Tell a friend. Tell a colleague. Tell a lover. Tell someone why you're making, tell your clone why you're finding out if you're a good kisser or not about Hysteria 51. In fact, get on that, uh, the cloning guys. Cause I, you know, I'm not getting any younger. We need to figure this out why I'm, you know, I'm still got some pep in my step. You got to figure out a way to transfer the brain then. Oh man. I, you know, it just, it's ooze. We've got that figured out, you know, just ooze, just like everything else. Uh, yeah, David, what else is up? You got anything going on? Yeah, um, if you guys haven't seen the trailer to my documentary that's uh, coming up, uh, please go to Derek's um, YouTube page at Monsters Among Us uh, podcast on YouTube. That's where you can find the, that trailer for Shadows in the Desert. Uh, we're real excited. That's that's coming along fast and furious. Um, we're working on that's one of the things I've been working on and haven't really, you know, I don't have anything to show for it, but a lot <laughs> right. of stuff's going on behind the scenes we'll drop the link in the the show notes for everyone so you can find it right below super super hey, easy thanks um and also don't forget uh, blurry photos i uh, speaking of russia i'm just doing a two-part episode uh on some other diatlovs uh so Ooh. you know diatlov pass well it happened again at least two times um, <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about uh, these days on Blurry Photos. And of course, if you like trivia, go to Quiz Quiz Bang Bang on all your podcatchers. And uh, it's me and my wife, Annie, doing uh, trivia. If you hate For- trivia, go there too. Maybe it'll train your mind. Yeah, maybe Here you like, go. Mm-hmm. Bryn's been on. <laughs> all right, kids. So that's been our thoughts on uh, playing God. <laughs> <laughs> With that said, I've been Brent. I've been David. He's been Conspiracy Bat. Stay woke, meet sex. It was That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored, and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts, or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite, join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation, or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.